welcome, welcome, everybody. Grab your seats. We're about to start Pam's Comedy Motherfucking Clubhouse. That's right. I forget the song. Pam normally sings a song. Does anybody know the song for Comedy Clubhouse? Come on in, white woman. You're welcome. Sorry, I just had to say that because it's an easy joke to say. Um, my name is Mike. I am not Pam. Pam is a really good friend of mine. Uh, this is the first place I ever did stand-up comedy. Uh, shout out to Todd Farnham in the house tonight. He's one of my first, actually my first comedian friend ever, um, which is hard to find because comedians are either depressed or crazy or <laughs> trying to fuck me. And all those things describe your next comedian, Brady Hold, but... Um, I'm still gonna wait a little bit. <laughs> still gonna wait a little bit and tell a couple jokes. Um, the worst I've ever bombed ever was fucking, I, uh, I told jokes at a hunger strike. There's a lot of protests going on, right? For some reason, you know, because I look like I'm woke, that they wanna throw me into protests sometimes to tell jokes, right? Um, so I was, I was at this hunger strike at SF State to save ethnic studies uh, from shutting down in 2016, it's a real thing. And um, basically, I tell a joke about how I poured a hot bucket of semen on my ex-girlfriend. And I like acted it out and everything. There was like teachers and fucking kids and shit there. And I, like, I, like, I poured on her. I'm sorry, it's you, but not the first time. And so. When that happens, I pretend to be my girlfriend and glazed up like a donut and just <laughs> Just like that. After that, I got booed by everybody. I respected all the activists in the room. I was not welcome back to that hunger strike at all. It's pretty, it's pretty horrible. Um, second time I bombed, really, really horrible. I bombed like 20 times, to be honest, but Second most notable one, I got invited to this charity to help uh, homeless children. <laughs> and um, <laughs> most of the children were young black kids, and but most of like the donators were like old white people because they have money, right? And so instantly I was like, oh, this is a funny joke, right? I was like, hey, most of the time I make fun of old white people, but today I need your old white people money. <laughs> and nobody laughed, <laughs> nobody <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was so sweaty. Um, it's a horrible day. Man. Do girls like being on top or do, do girls like being on bottom in terms of sex? Is that, is there a difference? Is there like, are you more likely to come when you're on top? No. Yeah, is that, is that true? Is that? I think it depends on the person. Friends and the person. Is it? Is it, is it a control thing? Oh yeah, because when girls are on top, they're like, yeah, you like that shit. And I'm like, I do, right? <laughs> At least that's how I have sex. Just, just me crying. I had a fuck buddy one time that uh, she literally would like toss my shoes at me after she would come. She'd be like, all right, <laughs> here you go. I was like, fuck. <laughs> just pure degradation. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, I'm thinking about quitting Tinder because I have a girlfriend now. Um, 
If you don't know about Tinder, it's way easier when you're already in a relationship. Your your confidence is so much more high. Like you don't give a fuck if you actually have a good conversation with the person because you're like, hey, I'm, I'm fucking tonight either way. I am crazy. Best part about these stories, you don't know when I'm lying and when I'm not. Um, one last story though before I bring up Brady Hold. Uh, so for a while, I did definitely, I had erectile dysfunction as a young man. I think it's because of the how much porn I watch. It's probably bad, right? Yeah, Marty agrees. Um, but, and the thing is like, it's, I've been able to get head through it because um, I just blame Trump. I just blame Donald Trump. You blame him for anything, it's, it's a way to get through shit. Like, um, pretty much, I was just like, <laughs> My girlfriend was like, oh, is there something wrong with the sex? Are you, are you not into this? Is there something wrong with me? And I'm like, oh, no, baby, it's just this, uh, it's the political climate, you know? It's just, I can't, I can't focus. It was the Muslim ban, kind of fucked me up. Uh, made me seem sensitive, right? <laughs> Coming up to the stage next is a very sensitive man. He has the nicest jacket in the room. And uh, yeah, sometimes I like to think that if I was a white male, I would look like him. Everybody, give it up for Brady Hold. Mike, Mike, Mike. We do uh, have something in common. We uh, look like celebrities. I, uh, I'm a Nick Swarsden. He's clearly a Dave Chappelle. Um, I wish I just was that funny. I'm Brady Hold, and um, let me set down my energy drink here. Um, do I uh, say my name when I'm nervous? I uh, I'm doing well for a 23-year-old, but I just turned 32. <laughs> I <laughs> thank you. I'm Brady Hold, and. Um, I'm a nice guy. You're looking at me. You're like, Brady, you seem like a nice guy. And it's true. I am a nice guy. And it's true what they say about nice guys and that we finish last. And uh, this has never helped me in life, finishing last, except for that one time I was running in the Boston Marathon. Finished last that day, you guys, and it saved my life. Brady Hold, how about... An impression for you guys. Let me get some props because I'm a prop comic. I'm just all right. Why not? All right. Um, God damn it! Fucking here we go. All right. Okay. That was uh, Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter. Bob Dylan. I know you guys are like, wow, it sounds just like him. The voice, the tonality, the soul. But I don't want to confuse you guys. Uh, I'm Brady Hold. And uh, I, uh, I love living here in San Francisco. It's one of the foggiest cities in the world. We're doing good today because, you know, it's, uh, it's one of our three days of sunshine. Uh, I... I did you guys know that when the fog rolls in first thing in the morning and the sun hits it, it creates a refractory rainbow right over the Castro district, making everyone who lives there 
legally gay. It's true. It's uh, it's science. I'm a science-based comedian. I don't I don't dabble in opinions. I'm just a facts guy. I uh, oh that's cool. I uh, all right. Okay, I'm pretty old. I uh, was wondering what would it be like if I were to have maybe some kind of seizure or get hit on the head and then just wake up one day with my voice stuck in the voice of a 1920s radio announcer like ah and it's a beautiful morning here we go off to the races here i'm going to have a coffee with a cup of uh, joe inside yes i'll take a black coffee on a white plate better be white oh yes i'll have uh, bacon and eggs bacon and eggs good old ham hearty breakfast brought to you by nestle i uh for everything, every everywhere you go, you're just like, hmm, oh, hey, baby, would you like to get down with with this old guy? You're a swell dame. Maybe we can fiddle down in the, oh, hey, oh, oh, what's this here? Oh, I'm ticklish. I like it. Uh, it could work. I don't know. Maybe I need to write it more. Uh, that's that's where I'm going with that. I'm Brady Hold. I, I'm on Tinder. I know he's like, what? It's true. I'm on Tinder. And uh, I'm swiping harder than a cat at a beam of light. And uh, I, I read all the bios. That's where you find the important information. Like, hi, I'm Katie. And I'm vegan. And uh, I'm trans. And I'm just like, whoa, hey, one of those things is really important to me because... I fucking love bacon. I want to hear the sound of it sizzling in the morning after I get fucked in the ass. I love bacon so much. I got a bacon tattoo. Maybe I'll show you if you're lucky. I'm into some weird shit. And so I did swipe and match with this girl who's into the same BDSM lifestyle as I am. And uh, I got to say, I was a little worried because she likes me like a lot. And as any guy knows, when a girl likes you a lot, you start to think, how am I going to break up with her? And uh, I, I was doing everything I possibly could. I slapped her around. I spit on her. I bent her over. I tied her up. I spanked her. And then I called her a whore. And I'm just like looking at her. And she's just like, <laughs> yes, daddy. And I'm like, God damn it. How am I going to get rid of you? So I figured it out. I'm not proud of this, you guys, but in 2020, I'm going to have to vote for Trump. It's the only way that I'm going to get rid of her. It's the only way. It's the only way. It's okay to laugh at Trump, you guys. One person decided to do it. You can follow suit. Uh, I'm still Brady Hold. And uh, the thing about being in this BDSM lifestyle is you got to... You got to have safe words agreed upon. Uh, but let me just say this. Like, I follow through. If you forget the safe word, uh, I'm not stopping. You're just an idiot. And uh, that's really your fault. Uh, uh, Brady Hold. Okay. Man, San Francisco. I love it here. I really do. Uh, but you know what's strange? In San Francisco, uh, I'm considered a creep. But... Uh, in Modesto, I'm a gentleman. It's really, I really need to play the road more because uh, when I do rape jokes in Modesto, they love them. They're just like, wow, this is great stuff. Great stuff. I'm pretty old. Okay, cool. I uh, was with this girl. I had to break up with her recently. I'm not too proud of it. Let me just say this. I, 
I have athlete's foot. And uh, I know you guys are like, what? You're definitely an athlete. I know. That's why I hang around with old Chinese men at 24-Hour Fitness. That's how you become an athlete. Uh, as such, uh, I, th I think there's a stigma around athlete's foot. You know, in fact, even more so than some sexually transmitted diseases. This last girl, she told me that she had genital herpes. And I was like, whoa, ugh. And I pulled my foot right out of her pussy because I didn't want any of that shit messing with my athlete's foot. All right, I'm pretty old. I <laughs> got that light there. You know, <clears throat> I've heard something... Uh, People have been saying that I said it's okay for me to say the N-word because I'm friends with some black people. And I just want to say that I have never had any black friends. <laughs> I'm so silly. I'm dumb. I, uh, you guys hear about this gene sequencing thing? You can gene sequence your babies before they're even born. You looking at them, you're like, whoa, this one's going to be smart. This one's going to have blue eyes. And then I'm like, whoa, doc, what's this one over here? They're like, uh, well, it's got an extra 21st chromosome. Technically, it's going to have Down syndrome. You don't want anything to do with that. I'm like, but this line here, it's so thick and bold. What does that possibly mean? I'm like, well, that's related to their penis size. I'm like, whoa, you're telling me that this kid's going to have a huge dick? I'm like, yeah, but uh, they're also going to technically have a lower than average IQ. You don't really want that. Don't tell me what I don't want. Anyway, I'm just saying I'm Brady Hold, and I am not a smart man. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, Mike, come and save me so much. Uh, I really enjoy this. I have a burrito waiting for me. Good job. There we go, Brady Hold. His name is Brady Hold, in case you didn't know. Um, coming to the stage next is a person who has seen me do stand-up since the very beginning, and I'm very happy to see him back on stage again. Um, he looks like he's the guy who kicked me out of my house because of technology <laughs> and gentrification. Everybody give it up for Todd Farnham. Hey, give it up for Mike Evans, everybody. Is it on? It's on? Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. My favorite person ever. Love that guy. I, uh, do I really? Probably. Probably. Yeah. You know, they look like famous people. I look like the, the average guy here, kind of. It's not. It's, not eh, it's whatever. It could be worse. Hey, give it up for Brady Hold and his name usage as a punchline. That was brilliant. You know, clap. Clap it up. I saw your ambivalent reaction several times, but it was, it was good. And the, for the purple hair. Fucking killing it with the laughs. Actually responding. Dude, I, I have known Mike since he started doing comedy, and I love it. And I remember when he was talking about the, uh, the hunger strike, and he was like, yeah, it's been going on for like 20 days. And I was like, how the fuck is that possible? How, is, how are people not dead? And he was like, oh, they're like juicing and stuff. Someone told me that. I was like, how? That's just a fucking juice cleanse that's very public and political. What is this, fucking L.A.? Um... <laughs> I love Mike. Dude, Mike was in uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah. It's amazing. Mike has just a stunning role as uh, <laughs> out-of-focus black man extra number eight. 
one of the best performances I've seen of the year by far. I, I loved it so much. And then another, once again, vaguely out of focus, ranting black man on the sidewalk. So, so fucking good. Dude, I fucking love Mike. All right, well, I'm going to tell a story. Just uh, one story to you. Uh, is everyone here a comic? No, you're not a comic. Uh, thank you for coming. Oh, my God. We've got three non-comics for sure. Who else is not a comic? David. And Brady Hold. The burrito. Are you a comic, dude? You got a sweet beard, though. All right, well, whatever. I'm just going to jump into it. Okay, so this is uh, a story uh, more or less about two competing themes in my mind, like my old conservative upbringing and then sort of a new kind of progressive ideology I'm, I'm adopting and evolving into. Okay, so let's go back in time. Thank you for all the eye contact in advance. I appreciate it, everyone. Um, so uh, it's Trump's inauguration, a dark time, you know, a fucking Dennis the Menace fell into a racist con candy machine and then became a president. We were all sad, right? Confused, just broken up with my first girlfriend. It was a very intense time. So afterwards, I took to the dating apps like Mike and uh, began the search, the quest for, man's search for meaning? No. Maybe just pussy, maybe. Um, so I, I was on there, and I connected with a very beautiful half-black, half-Filipino lady. Um, had a lot of similar interests. You're just laughing. You don't even know what this is about. <laughs> okay. She doesn't even know. That's what's so great. You just laugh and you don't even know what's going on. Uh, yeah. So she had a great profile. She's interesting, and she uh, connected with her, and she was trans. Well, is, because she's not dead. She's, like, alive, hanging around. Um, and so I said, so part of me, the conservative part was like, I don't know, dude, what are you saying? Like, if you go for this, does that make you kind of gay? The other part was like, dude, it's San Francisco. Give it a shot. What do you have to lose? Uh, so obviously I, I pursued this, and I began chatting. How are you guys doing? Good. You're launching uh, right into a, a story of me pursuing a trans person, so buck, buckle up. You're not comics, right? You're... You just wandered into this out of your own poor volition choice? Okay, well, whatever. Good luck. Um, so, so I matched with her, and I'm kind of, I'm very conflicted about the, you know, how to pursue initially. So I'm like, you know, I got to do some more research. Like, I don't really know enough about trans cultures. So I got to jerk off to more trans porn and really get into the vibe, understand how it works down there and what that means. We'll be jumping over a lot of cultural laser beams here throughout this whole set, so please just brace yourself. Um, Anyway, so um, we begin chatting, and I, I, deci well, I decided to call her up, because I like to vet people on the phone and filter them out before I meet them in person, unlike most crazy people who just like go for it right off the bat. You know, you could get stabbed or murdered, or like some weird shit could go down, you know what I'm saying? If you just like meet someone at a bar, you don't know who they are, and it's not just for trans people, I'm just saying for like anyone, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna filter a little bit. So we have a call, and she's, uh, she's cool. She does work with queer and trans people of color. She runs a radio show. She's got a dark sense of humor. She's pretty cool. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Cool enough to at least just check her out. So we go, and uh, I go drive out to Ocean Beach to meet her in person. And we both said we were 5'9 in our profiles, but I'm like 5'9 I'm like with tall heels on a full moon, maybe. She's like 5'9", barefoot slouching. Um, and she also has, you know, she's half black. She's got big ass hair. So I'm just like, oh my God, she's a lot larger than me. 
um, physically. And then one part of me is like, dude, she's she's gonna overpower you, and she's part black. She, you know, she's probably stronger than you. You gotta you gotta get out of here. The other part's like, hey, we'll see what's going on. And also, like, when you're horizontal, you know, does this tight really matter that much? Whatever. So she gets in my car. We go to Ocean Beach, and. Um, we smoke way too much weed for how anxious I was about the whole process. And uh, then, you know, things are working their way up. We go back to her place. She grabs a six pack of beer. And then um, we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, well, there's nothing left to say. She's starting to peel off clothes. And then I get hit with that pang of anxiety that I'm sure all straight women and gay men get where they're like, okay, what are they packing? Like what's going on? I was too, I was like too, I was too afraid to ask if she was pre or post op. I was like, is that, is that too much to ask? And another part of me was like, just fucking ask if you're freaking out about it. So um, I didn't ask. I just sat there in like a frozen anxiety about what's gonna happen next. Uh, and we were making out, and then she whips, uh, pulls off her pants and her panties, and just she's got just a hard erection. And it was, just, you know, it's 2019, all right? That's a real phrase. She's got a hard erection, and I and I froze. All that gay research, porn and queer research I had been doing just went out the window, uh, and I forgot what happens next because I've never really been staring down the barrel of a black penis like that before, um, without a certainty. So I I grabbed it out of fear and and confusion, and because I I forgot. I was like, what happens next? Do we like measure up? Do we freak it out? Like, do ladies go first? Like, do I get fucked in the ass? What happens? Like I, I forgot because I, you know, like I, I watch porn like a twelve-year-old kid watches Avengers movies. Like I'm just going for the action scenes. Like I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't look up the, the early, you know, who does what, when, where, and why. I there's no like how to hook up with a trans hotline. So just going in this, and I was kind of freaking out because I was like, you know, I have a little bit of a hairy asshole, and I'm like, I like didn't wax it. I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable here getting, I'm gonna get very insecure. Like I also, I don't know, some people need enemas. Like I don't know the whole deal with it, the bud stuff. Like I'm like, I'm freaking out, super anxious, again, frozen, just holding on to her, her penis. Um, and then, and then she's, she's like, yo, just, just chill out. And I was like, she's like, why are you freaking out? I was like, I don't really know what happens next. Like, I, I don't know. She's like, I'm a woman, I'm a lady. She was very ninja. She was like, you just go inside of me. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks for, thanks for clarifying. I was kind of freaking out about that. And it's so nice with, with trans women too, because it's just, you literally have one hole. You have one choice. So, um, so um, and, and it, it was, you know, so we started in missionary and it was like, you know, the, the two competing ideas were like, I was like, just don't look at her penis. It's gonna, it's gonna distract you. And the other part was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, who gives a shit? You know, whatever, it's your, it's your life. Have fun. Um, and so then we, we start going in in doggy style, and then um, the the it was it was great. It was it was a lot of fun. She was very. Uh, I was very surprised though how tight uh, her asshole was for how tall she was. I don't know the normal standard ratio of assholes to height, but hers was small. I don't know the whatever. I was very. I was like very close. And then the worst thing that could have possibly happened amidst her asking me to grab her hair and saying her, she was like, I, I just couldn't help but hear my mom's voice. Uh, just ruin my life and just be like, oh, is this what you're doing with your life? You're just going to come to San Francisco and just fuck some trannies? Is this what your life's come to? And I was like, oh my God, just don't, just don't think about it. And then I came really quick. Uh, so quick. It was the most cognitive dissonance I've ever had in, in a sexual experience in my life. Uh, 
And then, and then after I finished, it was like uh, relief. And then it was just a, a wave of anxiety over what happens next. I don't know the protocol in this. I was like, oh my God, do I suck your dick? How does this work? Um, she's like, no, you just chill the fuck out for first of all. Like, you're just f flipping out, man. You're anxious as fuck. And then we hung out, we chatted, and, um, and connected. And it was a fun time. We, I don't know, we listened to Beyonce and Kiss Again or whatever. I don't know. Um, and then, you know, I kind of buried this experience down. I was like, I'm taking this shit to the grave. I'm not telling anyone about it. Um, and that was like an, a, an older, like kind of conservative perspective. And then this was over two years ago, mind you, or a long time. Trump's inauguration sounded like 4,000 dog years ago. Um, but it was, it was a long time and I've given it some thought and I was like, you know what? I, you got to own up to who you are and what you do in life and let that shit out. Cause it's pretty wild. And also like, I haven't Man, out of the people I can share it with. So if you, what's the, what's the moral of the story? Go, go bang a tranny, right? I'm kidding. Don't. I crossed so many cultural laser beams. I shouldn't destroy it on such a PC list comment. Um, no, have, uh, I'll get off in a sec. Um, you know what? Just go out there, have some fun and, uh, don't take life too seriously. Just have a good time. And Mike, thanks for the time. Take care. Mike Evans, everybody. Beautiful Todd Farnham, everybody. Just, that was great. Just offending people on Pride Month. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if we get jumped after this show. Um, <laughs> coming up next <laughs> is our first woman of the show. Uh, our only woman of the show. Well, our, Todd, Todd's a man. But, um, Coming up next is a very funny lady. She puts me on a bunch of different shows. She's really, really awesome and super nice to me, and I hope you all enjoy her a lot. Uh, coming up next is uh, Chloe Matonis. Does that say it right? Yes! Cool. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, we, I had uh, Mike on the last show I had at Minna, the Minna Art Gallery, and I, I introduced him. I was like, he was the star of the uh, last black man in San Francisco. Very clearly, I had not watched the movie, and I, to be honest, I don't know if I plan on it. I don't know, I'm sorry. I could say, I could say I'll watch it, but I don't wanna lie to you. Hey guys, this is cool, this is cool. It's like a little clubhouse of people who also weren't invited to my sister's birthday party. <laughs> Does she, you guys know her? No, no, all right. It's cool, I'm glad you guys are all here. This is, who's not a comic? You guys, you guys, yeah, all right, sick. This is, I think this is the first ever show I've done where there are more ladies in the audience, which is cool. Yeah, nice. This is, I'm glad you guys are here. This is like Clusterfest, but better, you know, because we're raw. Um, yeah, so my sister, she didn't invite me to her birthday party. Uh, she said I was a home wrecker. I was like, Camille, just because I like to make homemade wine in the bathtub does not make me a home wrecker. Just uh, like to squish the grapes, like to squish the grapes, all right. Uh, so I'm a middle child, you guys, I'm a middle child. I don't know if that shows. A lot of people in comedy are middle children. That means uh, our parents loved us a medium amount and it was not enough, it was not enough. Uh, so my sister, she is an elite marathon runner. She qualified for the Olympic trials recently. It's really cool, I guess. <laughs> my brother uh, works for NASA and I work in waste management, you guys, waste management. Uh, so our parents like to introduce us. They think they're really funny, you know, to be like, this is our daughter, she is an Olympian. And this is our son, the rocket scientist. And this is Chloe, the garbage person. 
And I was like, eh, I'm like, I'm stand-up comedian. And they're like, God, just get out of here, you know? Get out of here. Like, we did not crop her out of the Christmas card photo intentionally. Just her head didn't fit, you know? Didn't fit. Um, yeah, so I work in waste management. I work in waste management. I work in a uh, dog-friendly office. Does anyone else here work in a dog-friendly office? You guys? It's very common in San Francisco. A lot of dogs all over the place. It's, um, do, you guys, do you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have the dogs running around. It, I like the theory of it, you know? It's nice in theory, I think, but um, unless two of the dogs in the office share the same name as you. Do that. What, are the, what are the dogs in your office named? Bo. Bo? Bo and Haskell, okay, that's good. So yeah, we have Chloe and Chloe, <laughs> and that's it, <laughs> and that's it. And it's really distracting. It's hard to get my work done, you know, and like I hear all day things like, Chloe pooped on the floor again, <laughs> and Chloe, stop eating out of the trash. And like, Chloe, you dumb bitch, learn how to work the printer, you know, just figure it out and stop licking us. I'm like, stop eating Cheetos. I don't, your hands are all, cheesy you know I can't help it I can't help it you guys uh, yeah so so I uh, I work in a pretty small office it has uh, 30 people in it 30 people I recently read online that uh, one in 30 people actually have sociopathic tendencies uh, which alarmed me because that's how many people are in my office uh, but it was actually it was 29 before they hired me it was 29 so I was like does that make me the office sociopath you know I don't I don't know like, do I keep an Excel sheet to keep track of what everyone wears every day, to use process of elimination to try to match my boss? Like, yes. <laughs> today, he hit me with a blue polo today. I wasn't expecting it. Um, uh, do, I, do I print out my own photo every month and put it up on the kitchen wall saying, employee of the month? <laughs> yes, I do that. Uh, but I think that I sit next to this guy that's a real sociopath. Do you guys have weird people in your office? Yeah? yeah. If you think you don't, then you're the weird person. I'm just going to let you know that right now. <laughs> Um, the guy I sit next to, he, I've only seen him eat bowls of raw broccoli just, just all day. Like, uh, that's, I swear to God, that's all he eats. I asked him, I was like, like Mike, they're all named Mike. Mike, dude, like, <laughs> what's, what's, up with your, uh, what's up with your diet? Why do you just eat broccoli? He's like, oh, I'm not a foodie. I'm not a foodie. He's like, Mike, that's not, that's not a good reason, dude. That's not, that's not, you got to eat other things, Mike. Um, uh, so working in waste management uh, and with two dogs named Chloe, uh, my office is mostly, it's mostly men. It's very, it's very male dominated, um, which normally I'm into. I'm normally into that, but not in the workplace. You guys, not in the workplace. I am a professional. I'm a professional. Um, hey, how are you doing? Good? You're good. Nice. What, what book are you reading? Tom 39 years and then a short-term memory loss. Woof. Heavy. Nice. <laughs> okay, cool. I like to carry around books. Uh, I could post up on the bus with books to try to like attract a, a hottie and be like, look, I can read, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I do it mostly on the, the 1X and the 31BX to downtown. You know, I'm trying to find a fine guy in Fidei. That's my motto. That's, those are the money buses. Um, I actually got, I got caught on one of those buses today for not having my clipper card. Has that happened to you guys? They like swarm in the bus and scan it. Have you guys ever had to pay? I was going to run. I thought I could run, but it was like a real flight or fight moment. Flight or fight. Yeah, I just played dead. I just I froze like this. It was bad. Yeah. Um, so are you, guys, you guys are clearly dating. You're holding hands. So are you guys dating? Anyone? You guys, are you single? Yeah, nice. Yeah, I am. Um, dating in San Francisco is kind of 
rough, right? <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I find that when I go on dates with guys here, it's like they ask me questions about like how I feel about like weddings, and I'm like, well, marriage is a social construct, you know? And they're like trying to gauge what level feminist I am, you know? Because I am, I am a feminist, surprise, you know? But they're like, does she shave her armpits? And I'm like, you're gonna have to wait two more hours to find that out, sir. Um, I don't know. I think guys, guys like they, they think if you're a feminist, they, they kind of put you in this box of like, oh, you're gonna like hurt them, or you're not nice. I don't, I don't fucking know. It's, I just, I wanna say men, like, Yes, I want to smash the patriarchy, but like I'm still down to smash the patriarchy, you know? You know? It's like, man, you can't you cannot silence me. My voice matters. But you can, you know, choke me a little bit, you know? I'm into that. Uh, it's like Woo! I, <laughs> woo yeah, we're crazy. Uh, it's like I, I do I want to end gender inequality and be paid the same amount as all my male garbage coworkers? Like, yes, yes, I do. But I will still eat donuts off your dick on your birthday, you know? Like, I am a feminist, not a monster. Not a monster. When I told that joke and someone was like, what? Logistically, how does that, how does that? I was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's see. How do you guys, how do you guys feel about weed? Is this a weed friendly? Woo, woo, ghosts in here, what is that? Um, I smoke a lot of weed. I'm also also a vegan though, surprise again, to absolutely no one, I'm sure. Uh, so when I get high and get the munchies, I eat like I supersized amounts of superfoods. <laughs> like I wake up, I, I eat blocks of like cold tofu and like barrels of apples. And like I wake up with like jars of almond butter like with my hands stuck in them, you know? Like this. So, um, uh, I don't know if I have an end to that joke. But anyway, doo doo doo. Uh, I'm working on some new, new tags, some new movie tags. Can I try them out with you guys real quick? Yeah. All right, here we go. Ready? What doesn't kill us makes us stronger is what my pubic hairs keep saying to me in the shower. <laughs> Because they grow back with a vengeance. All right, I'm gonna end on that one, you guys. Have a good, have a good one. Boy, Matonis, everybody, that was great. Yay. Talking about pubic hair. That's what I'm talking about. I always find it weird that, like, you know, uh, if you go into like different public restrooms, that for some reason, you know, the handicap stall is always the cleanest one, but in every other stall, like, there's just pubes sprinkled everywhere, <laughs> right? Like, what's wrong with us that, like, you know, people with crutches can have a clean, they, they know what to do, but we're just fucking around, just, just flinging them everywhere. Your next person has pubes. Um, next comedian. Um, I don't know him that well, so I can't say you have pubes on your face, but hey, you know, that's... That's who's coming up next. He seems like a nice guy. He shook my hand earlier, and he smells good. Everybody give it up for Ben Mitchell. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike, for saying I have pubes. It's very presumptuous of him. But I'm a hairy guy. I'm Lebanese, you know? There's hair everywhere. That's how that works. I'm, a, I'm actually uh, going to get married in August, so... I'm gonna keep the pubes, I think. Uh, 
I'm getting married in August. It's going to be a, a, a Catholic wedding. Um, I'm not Catholic, which, you know, is an issue to other Catholics. Uh, I've learned that. There's lots of, uh, you know, forms you got to sign when you're not a Catholic person. Uh, it's, a, a religious wedding is weird because it's, there's a lot of rules, right? And that's exactly what you want on your big day, right? Someone telling you, hey, are you paying attention to Jesus? <laughs> are you putting him first? I know you love your wife, but do you love Jesus more? Because you should be. And uh, that's just how it, I mean, we were, there's lots of rules. So like basically, uh, we were doing this thing, so you have to you have to pick readings like scripture that you want the uh, you know who the efficient whoever to read for you. And now I went to uh, Christian school when I was younger, so I know about the Bible. I've read it a few times, and but I haven't read it in a while. And so we were going through the they give you like six options of readings that you get to do at certain point, points of the uh, ceremony, right? And so like you so you you get to choose, and so you're reading through and you're like okay. First one is like, uh, the woman must always be subservient to the man. And we're like, oh shit, pass, okay? Uh, second one, uh, a marriage is between a man and a woman for procreation only. Oh shit, okay, uh, I didn't know that God was like such a fucking stickler. Like, I, 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 reading the Bible after not reading it for like a few years was kind of like, shit, uh, God's kind of making it all about himself here, I realized. <laughs> Like, he's kind of a narcissist. Like, you know, it, a lot of it's saying, like, you know, you should love your wife, but remember who came first in your life. That was Jesus. And so that's how it is. I, it's, in a, it's an interracial marriage because that seems to be a theme tonight, uh, interracial or interspecies. Uh, no, that's fucked up to say. Interspecies. That's not nice <laughs> to say. That's not nice to say. I didn't say that. Uh no, she's, uh, my wife's um, Mexican. She was born in Mexico. Uh, she's Mexican Catholic. And, and it really means nothing to me. I'm the only white person in their new family. You know, uh, I'm, I'm the only white person. That means nothing other than at parties when everyone's dancing, everyone's counting out loud for me. You know, the beat. <laughs> like one and two and three and four and elbows up. That's a real thing. Elbows up is a thing that someone has actually said to me at a party and I'm like oh shit I didn't know that actually was ex like happened here sure <laughs> elbows up sure uh I realized that um when uh when I proposed to my uh fiance uh she told me afterwards that she, when she told her parents that we'd be getting married they were really happy for us and I was like great you know I'm glad that they approve and they said no that she was really happy because they think I'm marrying up since you're white and I was like oh shit you work at LinkedIn and I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> you make, I'm, I'm marrying up. I'm doing well for myself, honestly, by marrying an immigrant and then disappointing them. That's the American way, I think. Uh, so, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying new things in my life. I'm eating new foods. I had goose for the first time in my life. Yeah, I had goose. I didn't know geese was on the list of animals that we were allowed to eat, honestly. Uh, I just did but I had it and it was delicious. Let me tell you it was so good But what I liked even more about the whole experience was just the knowledge that another goose was dead 
Fuck geese, dude. They suck, man. I hate geese. Uh, I grew up by a lake when I was younger, and let me tell you, they do nothing for your community, honestly. <laughs> they honk, they shit, and they take forever to cross the street. Um, that's all they're good for. Uh, they don't vote. Mm-mm. They're the reason why Trump won, honestly. If you didn't vote, then you voted for Trump. Is that kind of what they say? They don't vote. No. They don't contribute to the HOA. I know that's important. <laughs> Any of you guys not? You got, does everyone know what the HOA is? Yeah? If you don't, you don't live in a good community, and I can tell it because you're not laughing. It's like kind of, it's embarrassing for you, honestly. <laughs> uh, I talk about this a lot, my, my hatred for geese. Um, I hate geese so much, and so I t it comes up a weird amount of times. And so I'll tell someone about my hatred for geese, and they'll tell me about an animal that they hate as well. And that's fine. I understand the want to do that, but it doesn't equate, right? Like, I'll tell someone I hate geese, and they're like, you hate geese? I hate cats, man. And I'm like, you hate cats? Prove it. Eat one. Yeah, I didn't think so. I'll straight up eat a goose, dude, every fucking day, man. I'll eat a goose a day just to lower the population. Is it working? I don't know. Do I have gout? For sure. It's a very rich food. It's a very rich food. I don't, you know. But it's a nice life, eating a goose a day, honestly. If you can afford it, I, I would say go for it. If you can afford it. You need health insurance, honestly. You need health insurance to do it. Uh, we have the endangered species list. Um, which is important, uh, but I think we should have another list just called fuck these guys, and then geese would be the top of that list. Uh, geese would be the top. Geese, rats, pigeons, aphids. Aphids, yeah, aphids. You know aphids? You ever try to grow a tomato plant? It's those little pesker, pesky guys that like want to bite into your plants. Fuck aphids, man. Not enough people are talking about it. Honestly, not, you won't see any other comedian ever in your life say fuck aphids on stage. It's a taboo topic in the comedy circuit, honestly. So I'm pretty brave, honestly. Um, I'm looking for a new job uh, these days. I'm, it's hard getting out there looking for a new job. I'm doing, I've, I've, I'm doing this new thing. It's a new technique I've perfected. Uh, it's called um, lying. <laughs> Been lying a lot about my skills abilities and accomplishments. Really just trying to trick someone into hiring me, you know? Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I feel like something's gonna happen, you know? <laughs> like it's gonna be terrifying one day. What if I get the job that I want and I'm like, fuck, what, how do I do it, you know? <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen then, you know? I had, I had an interview at a, a tech company the other day and I was definitely over my head. Um, but I, interviewing at a te uh, big tech company is kind of like trying to befriend that rich kid, that rich kid from your school, like when, like when you're younger, because you know his personality sucks, but he's, you know, but he's got a, he's about a, got a bunch of cool shit that you want to play with. So you just agree with everything they say. You're like, no, you're right. Tax the poor. You should have all the money. You're right. Honestly, what's privacy? They're poor. What do they keep in private? Honestly, what's in the fuck them? You're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. Uh, I, uh, um, what else do I want to talk about? I, uh, I'm not a confident person, you guys. I don't think confidence, you know, I can do this, but I can't like talk to someone one-on-one, -on -one. you know, like that's just out the window for me. I couldn't do that ever, but, uh, I can do this. I, I realized I don't like confident people. You know what the most thing, uh, uh confident per thing a person could ever do is I, I figured it out. It's, um, 
picking mushrooms to eat yourself, like foraging for mushrooms. Like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, the risk to reward is so wide, right? Best case scenario, I'll, I'll act it out right now, is this. There's some good mushrooms. <laughs> Compliments to the chef, right? The worst case scenario is you die. Like, you're it's fucking like, why would you do that? It's a terrible idea. Who, like, the confidence you need to have to like go out to like a thrift store, get a book, right? A black and white book. They're always black and white books, right? And then it's just got the mushrooms, and you're like, I know. I'm gonna go out there, risk my life. It rained the other day. It rained. So I'm gonna go out there, find some mushrooms that look like this black and white photo, <laughs> and maybe die. Maybe we'll see. That's the you know, why would you do it's, it's disgusting, honestly. I was at a friend's house. I'll wrap it with this. I was at a friend's house and he was cooking for me. This is where it all came from. This, I probably should have said this at the beginning. <laughs> uh, he he cooked for me, and honestly, that was weird and just in and of itself, honestly. Like, it was just, I was, we weren't having a party. We weren't having a dinner. He just like, hey, man, you want to you want some dinner? I'm like, dude, it's 5 o'clock, man. It's not necessary. And uh, he cooked for me, and he's like, afterwards, he's like, you like those mushrooms? Like, honestly, I didn't even realize there was mushrooms in that food, honestly. He's like, well, I cooked them first time in my life. I just picked them the other day. It rained. I'm, I put it on your plate. You ate them. And uh, so tell me how you feel about it. And I was like, well, I guess we'll all find out in like an hour, you know? <laughs> all right, guys, I'm Ben Mitchell. Thank you very much. Ben Mitchell, one more time. That was great. Give it one more time for Ben Mitchell, everybody. Everybody clap, clap loudly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's really cool stories about shrooms, man. I, I, I fully agree. Yeah, have you, are you a big drug taker in general? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. But I don't pick the mushrooms myself. Yeah, you, just, you, you do the, I the normal. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, I used to do Molly a lot back in the day. When I say back in the day, I mean like last year. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I, I fucked up though. I, uh, I took like four points of Molly at Outside Lands like <laughs> some years ago, and I, I texted my boss. I texted... <laughs> Uh, my old job, because I, I don't work there anymore. Um, but I texted him just way too much honest shit. I used to work at Eat Club, which is real. It's just food delivery place. Um, and I texted him all this shit. You know when you're, when you're high off Molly, you're like, oh, honesty is just the way to go, right? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm late all the time, man. Like, sometimes it really is my fault. There's a lot of made up stories and that. And I just, you're a really good boss, man. And I, I just, I'm really, really sorry. The next day, I check my phone. I send him 22 individual text messages. I get to work the next day, and I was just like, I was drugged. That's the only fucking excuse I could even say. And he um, was like, you're fired. Your next comedian coming to the stage. Doesn't look like he gets fired from his jobs. Uh, he is a very nice guy as well. He has a nice mustache. He looks like the narc in the room. Everybody give it up for Marty Cunney. <laughs> Says the guy who asked me to shave this mustache so I could play a cop in his movie. So go fuck yourself, all right? No, I totally hear you about the Molly Honesty thing last night. Uh, last weekend was the first time my ex 
ever or not sorry first time i knew my new girlfriend ever did molly and i was like so excited because me and my ex used to do it a bunch and it was a great time for us to communicate and it turns out that is not something you should assume that your new girlfriend is also okay with because i was just unloading on her and by the third like thing i said to her i saw her eyes just get big i was like oh no that's this is bad it was i literally said to her am i too racist because she's half black and <laughs> that was a mistake uh <laughs> anyway let's move on from that guys uh do we have a nice father's day last weekend anyone would did anyone do anything for father's day uh yeah, you left your dad alone, right? That's the right thing to do for Father's Day. Good job. They don't want to talk to you. Mother's Day, you take them out to brunch, go on a hike. Father's Day, give them a call, leave them the fuck alone. All right? That's, that's the way it goes. They didn't put it in, in football season for a fucking reason. All right? Uh, they, I, I like to fuck with my dad, though, so I took him out for Father's Day. We went fishing. And uh, I don't know if anyone, anyone here like fishing. Anyone ever do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we all done it once, right? I went down to the fishing hole with him. There was a sign put up by the fishing game people that said, must be at least 10 inches to take home. I looked at my dad. I was like, what is this, grinder? <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, it's um, it's an app like Tinder, except it's for... You know what? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> but I, then I, I had another good idea. I was like, Dad, guess what? Uh, I have a fun, th funny thing. Uh, I actually go about picking up women a lot like I go fishing, right? I go down to the watering hole. I get, drop my fly, get drunk for about six hours, just kind of wait for something to happen, right? It's basically the same thing. And uh, he was like, yeah, but the results are probably the same, right? You go home drunk, empty-handed, and reeking of power bait, right? <laughs> it's the same same process. And if you guys don't know, if you guys go fishing, um, Power bait's like the strongest bait there is, right? Like some might call it the master bait, right? right. <laughs> Which is also what's happening when I'm going home alone. So there we go, guys. Um, things are going right for me, though. I just turned 30 this year. The third is cool. Third is going well, although people say a lot of dumb things when you turn 30. Like, don't you feel like you got to get your shit together? Awfully subtle way of saying, hey, it seems like you don't have your shit together quite yet. Thanks, but I'm not too worried. I was talking to my older brother the other night. He's one with his shit together in the family. I asked him what time it was, and he checked his watch, and he spilled his beer on his son. So <laughs> not too worried, you know? I don't have an IPA-flavored baby running around. Uh, people say dumb things when you turn 30, like, don't you feel like you're getting older? And for me, not really, because I'm finally starting to look my age, Right? <laughs> Because I've looked like this since I was 14 years old. A lot of people are like, wow, that's great. You looked like a mature young man in high school. You must have been a big hit with the ladies. I was like, hey, I don't think you were listening. I didn't say I looked like a mature young man in high school. I said I looked like this in high school. Mustache and all, guys. This Billy Madison shit doesn't fly in real life. You know what I mean? They can spot the 30-year-old alcoholic walking around campus pretty easily. It's hard being a freshman in high school when it looks like you're not legally allowed within 300 feet of a high school. Catch my drift there? Like, I don't know. Just imagine you're dropping your kid off for the first day of school and a guy that looks exactly like me, but with like a big dog shirt on, just comes up and just hits your son on the balls and calls him a queer and then like heelys away. It's like, yo, what the fuck was that? Why is this substitute teacher hanging out with the freshman all day? What the fuck's going on here? 
Uh, what else, guys? Uh, oh, fuck. I, um, I had a funny thing happen to me the other night. Uh, a girl came up to me in a bar. Hold your applause. And um, <laughs> a girl came up to me in a bar, and she goes, hey, I saw you on Tinder. I was like, cool, I guess rejecting me in private was <laughs> enough. You had to come up to my fucking face. What is this bullshit? I thought this was the whole point of this app was to avoid this interaction. You know what I mean? Like she was sitting at home just swiping through and saw me and was like, you know what? He needs to know, you know? <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I didn't ask for this shit. Apps are rough, although I do like one app. Have you guys used the uh, Citizen app? Are you guys familiar with the Citizen app? Have you heard of it at all? So a Citizen app is an app you can download and basically is like a police blotter for your phone, right? And it tells you, but it's like real time. So it tells you all the crimes happening in your area right this moment. So like, it'll say like stabbing 300 feet away, right? Like domestic dispute, 500 feet away. It'll give you cross streets and everything. And my friends had asked me, they're like, Marty, did you not feel unsafe enough in this city? Like, you live in the mission. Like, this is still some shit going on down here. This is still technically Norteño territory. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's, it sounds a little unsettling, but what you don't get is the really crazy shit that comes through on here. Like, the really fun stuff. Like, no joke, I got a notification that there was a guy harassing pedestrians. Pretty standard issue for San Francisco. Except this guy had two hooks for hands. <laughs> Real thing that came through on my phone. And I was like, I want to see this I know what you did last summer shit. And it was like 200 feet away. Like walk my ass down to the corner. Like sure enough, raincoat and everything. I was so excited. And it's cool because... Um, the craziest thing is that you can actually, if you see a crime in progress, you can report it and live stream it so that people will get a notification. They can tune into a live stream video of it happening in real time. Like if you see a brawl or something like that, you can just show it. it it's crazy. It's like World Star Hype Hip Hop meets Amber Alert. It's the coolest fucking thing. Uh, like, I mean, think about it. Like, what do you do when you get an Amber Alert? Anyone? What do, when you get an Amber Alert, what do you do? Read it. Yeah, read it and then what? swipe left right you're like i don't want anything to do with this right i didn't i thought i opted out of this months ago right you get a fucking citizen alert that there's a forklift flipping cars next to the costco and soma you're gonna tune in all right that's 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 relevant information i did uh, i did get an amber alert uh, about a month ago on a saturday night and i i, I saw a news story the next day about that amber alert oh you know the story huh yeah so what happened was a guy called in an Amber Alert because his car got stolen and he wanted it found quicker. <laughs> Isn't that fucking wild? Like he was just like, yo, yeah, you're going to steal my car, motherfucker? Like, go ahead. I'm <laughs> the first thing that should have clued us in that it was a false report was that it was a 2011 Mercedes that was reported as the kidnapping car. I was like, yo, if you can afford a 2011 Mercedes, you can just buy a kid. You don't have to go kidnapping one. You kidnap a child in a 2001 Toyota Corolla like God intended, all right? You use the sensible midsize sedan for its designated purpose, right? If you got a 2011 Mercedes, that's hooker trunk space, not child backseat space, all right? That's two different things. Uh, and it was wild. Because what happened 
was when I first saw that report, I was just like, wow, what a despicable person, right? You're that, that the first thing that came to your head, right? What a piece of shit. Like he called in an Amber alert for a stolen car. And then second thought almost immediately after it was, so they catch the guy or what? They did it. Did it work? <laughs> and it did work. They caught the guy. Uh, he did run the car off the road and crash it and total it. And then they arrested the guy that called it in for making a false report, but it worked. Okay. <laughs> it's nice to know you have that nuclear option in your back pocket. Right. And I, I can't, I, I can't imagine like the guy crashed the car. I can guess as to why he crashed the car, right? Because he probably got the same Amber Alert that we got. Because <laughs> he fucking pulled up his phone. was like, oh, no. It's one, he just found out he was the most wanted person in the Bay Area, right? Everybody's looking for him. But two, he just found out there's supposed to be a kid in that car, right? <laughs> Fuck, where'd he go? <laughs> He just went from fucking child kidnapper to child murderer, just like that, you know? Like, they're not going to believe me. This shit went from Grand Theft Auto to John Benet Ramsey real quick. Uh, um, I, did, I had another funny thing happen to me the other night. I had a girl ask me for a dick pic. I did not know that girls could ask for dick pics. <laughs> I just thought that we sent them out and hoped for the best, you know? Like... Handing out concert flyers after a show, just handing them out, hoping someone grabs onto one and shows up at some point, you know? And I, uh, I freaked out a little bit because I didn't, I realized at that moment that I had no idea how to take a dick pic. Um, where's my dick pic senders in the house? We got anyone want to own up to it? Blink twice if you send dick pics. <laughs> Ladies, no? Okay. Uh, all right, where's my dick pic receivers in the house? Yeah, okay, because, okay, so statistically speaking, one of these guys is lying, right? <laughs> but I, um, I don't know, I, you'll, you'll have to agree with me, right, that not all dick pics are equal, right? Like, not all of them, the angles are all wrong. I had trouble finding my angle, right? I tried taking one from right here, that's no good. Oh, you get your spare tire all covered in hair. No one wants to see rolling hills on the way to the Washington Monument, that's what I'm trying to say, you know? I try to take one from the side, which is a, that's not a good angle either for me. I don't know if you can see how big my ass is, but it just like the, look like a, look like an elephant seal's head. It was all bad news, guys. If your dick doesn't go out farther than your ass on the other side, don't take it from the side. It's like a woman's bathroom sign. It's all bad news. I try to take one from the bottom, which is also a tough way to realize how short your arms are. It's just, fuck. <laughs> look like I was inspecting chicken breasts, you know? Uh, but I wanted to get that bottom angle, you know? I want to get that extra inch and a half between the dick and balls, pad the resume a little bit. You know, this guy knows what I'm talking about. And so I did what any self-respecting young college-educated young man would do. That's right, I got a selfie stick. You guessed it. Got a selfie stick, took the shot from down here. Yeah, inventive, right? Innovative, you know? Overcome, adapt. And so I took the shot down there. I was pretty happy with the shot. About to hit send until I saw something that's just burned into my brain forever. I saw this. <laughs> Photobomb my own dick pic. Just my my dumb little face back there. Hello. <laughs> burned into my brain forever. I deleted the picture. I deleted her number. I ghosted this girl over my own dick pic. 
I got a new policy, guys. One head per selfie. All right. That's my time. Thanks so much for hanging out. Give it up for Mike, everyone. Marty Cunny, everybody. God damn. Oh, the dog is racist, everybody. The dog only likes people of color. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> oh, damn. So before I bring up the next comedian of the night, uh, he is the headliner. I'm going to tell you guys a little, just a little bit more about myself, in case you were wondering. Um, uh, I had chlamydia twice last year. Make some noise if you've ever had it. Yeah, that's always the response. <laughs> you catch chlamydia once, all your friends and family feel bad for you. You catch it twice, no one feels bad for you at all. There's no, there's no like sympathy, right? It's like for other STDs, there's like quilts. There's no chlamydia walks. There's no chlamydia awareness month. There's no, there's just like a pill for that shit and it goes away. <laughs> the people silent in the room, I'm like, you guys have had that shit before. Funny thing is, like, if you walk into Planned Parenthood as a male without your girlfriend, everyone knows there's something wrong with your dick. Everyone. I walked into Planned Parenthood last year. I laughed a little bit in my head because Matilda was playing in the background, and I'm like, magic isn't going to save what y'all have. I don't know, the dog is, I love that. I love dogs so much. I don't have a dog yet, but if I had a dog, I would name one Snoop, another one Nate. I've planned this out multiple times. I have a cat named Dr. Dre, aquarium full of fish, all the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm serious. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet, because I can't watch dogs. Um, I do work with kids, though, in case, <laughs> in case you're worried about that. Uh, as you should be. I shouldn't be working with kids at all, at all. I swear way too much to be working with kids. And I make fun of them too. I work at a middle school and they're all little fucking assholes. They all are so shitty, such shitty people. Everyone here was the shittiest they've ever been in their life in middle school. Right? Yeah, yeah right? It's, it's like a mix of like, you used to be adorable and you think you're adult. It's not a good mix. So like, the kids do for me they always talk about how my hairline isn't what it should be. Right. Right, it's not a line, it's like an oval. This, this little fucking kid is like, hey, Mr. Mike, you don't have a hairline. And I'm like, you know what, kid? You don't have a dad. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, it's for the kill. Right, it's, I know, I just go to the class and I'm like, knock, knock. Not that kid's father. <laughs> I know it's fucked up. I shouldn't be talking about kids like that. No, I should not. You fuck those kids. Right? They're so mean. I see a lot of fuck, fucked up shit, though, that I should correct, but I don't. Um, like, on the first week of school, I saw this little girl get hit in the face with a burrito. It was funny as shit. Oh my God. This little kid, Dion, he grabs a burrito and just launches it across the cafeteria. And, and the first day of school, you have like the nicest clothes you've ever had, right? And so her whole shit was fucked up. Like just whole burrito, beans and shit just landing. There's a salsa in her eyes. She was crying. It was so funny. God damn. She totally didn't deserve it either. She didn't come back to school for like a month. Uh, that's her fault, though. We gotta, 
gotta brush that off. <laughs> Need your education. Fuck. I'm so glad none of my coworkers are here right now. I thought I'd be in a lot of trouble. There is um there's this little there's just like <laughs> there's this little Chinese kid that calls me a bitch ass nigga every day. And it's I should correct him, but on the days where I feel like the absolute most mad, he makes my day. I'm like, what's up, Charles? Hey, bitch ass nigga. I'm like, oh, Charles. Always keeping me humble, Charles. Love that kid so much. It's great. My uh, my girlfriend was actually, she was she was Chinese and uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, make some noise if you're in a uh, interracial relationship. All right. Okay. Y'all gotta, you gotta try it out. You're in San Francisco. You gotta try, try Dog, come back. Hold on. He's fine? Okay. I really love dogs a lot. I really hope he comes back. This is a car. Cars exist. Okay. Oh, wow. Shit. That's a great, that's a great dog. Barks at white people, walks back. <laughs> Need me one of those. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was saying, yeah, my, my ex-girlfriend was Chinese, and I realized that um, if you're in an interracial relationship and you like to do role play in bed, it, it gets it gets racist real quick. Like instantly, all you can do is draw from history <laughs> and put it in to the bedroom. So like what I used to do is uh, I used to eat her ass and um, recite lines from Rush Hour 2. It was great. I would be down here, put some soy sauce on it and go, Lee! She'd be up here like, Carter! If you haven't seen Rush Hour 2, it's probably a really weird thing to witness and hear. You've seen Rush Hour before? No. Yeah, that was, that's, yeah, my parents had the same reaction. I live at home, so they were like, what the fuck is going on in your room right now? Yeah, that's bad. No, I'm at that age now that where I find out my parents are just as fucked up as me in general, right? Like I, I caught my dad watching porn the other day and uh, he didn't admit it was porn. It was just like girls in bikinis and shit. It was three in the morning too, so like, <laughs> I walked up to him. I was like, "Hey, Dad, what uh, what you looking at, man?" And he was like, "Oh, oh, Mike, you see, you see these, see these women are dressed, just, 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 just disrespectful." <laughs> I'm like, "Really, Dad? That's what you're doing at three in the morning? You're just assessing your morals right now? Is that?" And it was fucked up because, like, I remember, like, as a kid, my dad would go to, like, a specific uh, video store in Daly City, and he would always be like, hey, Mike, just watch the car. I'll be right back. And I never saw what movies he brought out. And, like, now I know. He was jacking off. Yeah, yeah. Just beating it. Beating it really tough. Really, really tough. Because, yeah, like, he didn't, he needed lotion. So I knew, like, I felt bad for his dick. You know what I mean? He's just... Just, I know, I know. I know, I hate me too. I have a fucked up mind. I watch too much porn in general. You know you watch too much porn when you start to be late for shit that you shouldn't be late to because of the porn you were watching? Right? 
at first it was work, right? And then it turned to like a funeral. Then I was like, oh, can't really explain this one. <laughs> right? It was my grandma's funeral too. It felt really bad. I know. She watched porn too, so she she understood. She was looking down like, get that shit, nigga. <laughs> beat your dick, Mike. Beat your dick. Well, she did, because she, she was in a retirement home, and, like, you know, they, if you've ever been to a retirement home after dark, they fuck. They go hard in the paint. It's really crazy. No, you guys don't know about that? It, yeah, right? Any place where you're forced to be as an adult, they have just really, just, they have sex. They have orgies. So, like, retirement homes, what, jail, fucking boarding schools, they fuck, because they have to be there. What, what else are they going to do? I'm... I'm just saying, like, like an old woman's throat has like no gag reflex, right? So, like, when you when you're getting head, it's just elastic. It's great. It's just there's no end. Like, you don't know where like the neck ends and the vagina begins. You know, it's just all sweat and just <laughs> greatness. It's so awesome, and you just you just hear Golden Girls before you come. You just yeah. It keeps, I know, it's great. I love grossing people out. This is a nice time. So I do have a kid, and uh, I'm fucking around. My name is Mike, y'all. So your next comedian coming to the stage is someone I assume is less gross than what I just said. No, we'll see. All right, everybody give it up for Matt Curry. Made it to the stage. Hey, give it up for Mike and all the comedians you saw tonight. Um, It's good to be here. It's good to be. It's good to be in the Bay. I live in LA now. I've been here for a few days. I stayed at my mom's house last night. Uh, Nothing happened. Just uh, silly. Um, I like to smoke weed pretty much every day. And my mom doesn't really approve, so I've been taking her new dog on a lot of walks. That's how it's been working out. And just volunteering to go to the store a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I've actually been trying to cut down on my weed consumption lately. I bought myself a vape pen last week. I thought that would help me tide the cravings a bit. And so far, I smoke exactly as much weed as I was smoking before. Uh, but now I vape in between times. That's how that worked out. Yeah, <laughs> Any fucking vape enthusiasts, vapists in here? Probably not vapists, but probably not the word for it. I'm new to the game, all right? Um, I don't know. I get it. I didn't get it for a while. I didn't want to get one because I was a little self-conscious about it because I don't know if it's a thing up here but down in L.A. Bit of a negative stigma around the vaping community. Some vape hate going around. Somehow fucking got lumped in with like fedoras and Axe Body Spray and guys named Chad and shit like that. Just... Things I didn't want to be associated with. I heard ad on the radio the other day talking shit about vape pens, vape companies, saying they're targeting your children by coming out with flavors like lemon and strawberry and grape. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't think kids should be vaping, but I think they're taking a little too far with that argument. I don't think those are exclusively children's flavors, lemon, strawberry, grape. They're just fucking produce. Like, I don't know. What do we want out of vape companies? What are adult flavors? Roast beef or uh, kombucha? Uh, A little rim job? I don't know. It's a very adult flavor. It's butthole, if you didn't know. And too far with the kid's sake is what I think. I don't know. 
mention my mom's new dog. Uh, it's not a brand new dog, it's a used dog technically, but it's a new dog to the family and it's a new breed of dog. We were a lab family growing up and she went small this time. She got a cockapoo, which adorable dog, but uh, I've been walking the past couple days and it's a little different feeling walking a lab from a cockapoo. It's not, not the manliest dog in the world and I, no, I shouldn't care. Uh, but I do, I feel self-conscious. I don't even like saying the word cockapoo, to be honest. I'm fucking, <laughs> be walking and people ask what kind of dog it is, and it's like, it's a mix, whatever. <laughs> so I feel like they're judging me, like I picked this dog out at the pet store, one of them knows my mom's choice, would have picked something much tougher. And if I can try to make him look tougher, I trimmed his eyelashes a little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put on some Humane Society tags, people think some of the streets. Fucking group home motherfucker, so. <laughs> It's a male dog too, but assumes it's a female. So I'm always correcting people. They're like, oh my God, how cute. What's her name? Like, I'm his name. His sunflower. So, uh, I don't know. No bueno. Uh, got this mustache now. It's a new development in my life. It's my first mustache ever. I decided to go for kind of a cartoon villain look, is what I'm going for. A little fucking Captain Hook Waluigi action. I don't know. Ladies love a bad boy. That's what they say. Thank you. I was, I was actually hanging out with a pretty woman earlier today, and I ended up tying her to a railroad track. The thing that happened. Yeah. It was fucking, I didn't even want to do it. The mustache took over. Ran away cackling. Hey, hey, hey. It's a new thing. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a tall guy. People like to talk to me about that. They like come up to me, fucking, you're tall. And just no follow-up question or anything. And thank you for the reminder. I don't know. I like to talk about basketball with me a lot. A lot of people just be like, you should play basketball. Like, like the reason I'm not in the NBA right now is because of a lack of awareness or something. Just, oh, basketball, interesting. Give it a whirl. Is 37 a good age to start? Or <laughs> so that's what I'm working with. I don't know. Anybody play basketball in here? I'll skip basketball jokes. We don't have to do them. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a shitty hugger. That's something. It's not news to me. I didn't grow up like a good hugger and then lose it or something. I just, I honestly didn't think it would affect my adult life as much as it has, but I get a lot of your shitty hugger comments and I'm trying to handle it right now. I decided it's, it's time. I don't know. I didn't grow up with a very touchy-feely, huggy family. Like, my dad still every hug gives me, finishes off with those bro pats and fucking whispers no homo in my ear. And just, Jesus, dad, it's 2019. <laughs> fucking not a family hugger. My mom strictly fist bumps. That's what she does. Graham just gives me like, what's up? <laughs> so, out here trying to break the cycle. I don't think this body's doing many favors. I don't think I have a very good hugging physique. A tall, skinny guy. People say they like to hug like a teddy bear type. And that's just not the feel you get with me. I have more jagged edges, I don't know. People hug me, what the fuck's that, a hip bone? Or <laughs> something just poke me. I don't know. I think the height's the main problem. I, I get nervous before hugs. I forget what I'm supposed to do with my arms. Do I, is it two arms over, one arm over, one arm under? Or do I bow down, go chest to chest with this person? And I just hold my ground and pet in their head like a small child. It's like an awkward look, folks. I don't know. Speaking of looks, I uh, got some boots last week. 
Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Your instinct is correct, ma'am. <laughs> I wanted to like them, but they suck. They do suck. Uh, they're like black kind of combat boots. They have a zipper up the side. I thought they'd be fashionable. And they came in the mail. I opened them up, and I was just like, well, these suck. I don't know. <laughs> but instead of just closing the box like a smart person returning them i decided like well maybe i'll figure these out you know what i'm saying i'll wear them out for a night and fucking i don't know i hate them the whole time i came home did like a google image search of other people wearing them to see if i was doing something wrong or something to tuck these jeans in i don't know they have a little heel on them i feel like an asshole i'm six six with fucking heels i don't think <laughs> that helps I don't know. I didn't even buy these boots. They're actually a gift that came in the mail from uh, came from drunken online shopper me. He's very generous. He loves to shower me with gifts. Very fashion forward. Takes a lot of risks. And fortunately, we share a bank account. And uh, no business buying boots right now. I don't know. I don't know. One time, does any am I alone here? Does anybody else get fucked up on a weekend? Get like a Monday afternoon email that says your item is shipped, and you're like, "Fucking what item? I had no idea." Yeah, two swords, huh? <laughs> I, I uh, one time I did a bunch of edibles, and I woke up and I checked my email, and I found out I won five eBay auctions. Uh, yeah. All starter jackets, fuck him. <laughs> I don't know what I, I was just gonna bring starter jackets back and I didn't think the market would, I don't know, I didn't think I would win all the fucking auctions, but I did, lucky me. Started coming in the mail, the first one came in, just like ordered extra larges because I'm tall and they're out to here and up to here on me. And just <laughs> hope the Raiders one fits different, but <laughs> it didn't. Um, I'll get off that. I uh, did some pills last weekend. I, I did some Adderall on Saturday. First time that I can remember doing Adderall. Yeah, I wanted to want to be a little more focused and productive because I'm not where I would like to be in my life. And Adderall supposedly makes you focused and productive. And it definitely made me more focused, uh, not necessarily more productive. I pretty much did all the same shit I would have done not on Adderall, but just this time with real purpose, you know what I'm saying? Just fucking... Normally I might have just laid in bed all Saturday and watched Netflix, but on Adderall, I watch Netflix all day sitting on the edge of my bed. You know what I'm saying? I like a notebook in my hand, just fucking <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. I watched the show The Good Omen. Did anyone try to watch? Has anyone ever watched three straight hours of show that they did already decided they hate because they already watched five hours of it and they don't want to waste that time, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it'll get better. I don't know. Sunk costs, Curry. I don't know. Uh, bought another pill last week. I, I bought the Plan B pill. I bought Plan B, yeah. Um, yeah, I had sex last weekend. It was cool. Uh, <laughs> with an old flame of mine and we used to hook up a couple years ago and back then she was on birth control and now she's not and I was not aware of that and <laughs> we had sex and I finished a little earlier than probably both of us wanted and uh, she gave me a very worried look and she was like, did you just come inside me? And I 
just like mostly I don't know <laughs> I feel like I got some on your sheets uh, but that was a lie it was all in her uh, a direct hit just right down the center fucking Luke Skywalker at the end of Death Star um, yeah and so I felt like it was a really responsible thing to go and buy Plan B. Has anybody in here bought Plan B before? It's fucking, it's expensive. I had no idea. It's $50 for one pill, not a box of pills or anything. One pill. I've bought some pills in my day and never spent $50 on one pill before. I don't know. I said I'm not doing great financially right now. I found myself in the aisle just like, maybe it's time to consider fatherhood. I don't know. How much could a kid cost? Okay, let's roll the dice. I don't know. She's also tall. She has rich parents. I don't know. I bought it. I, I bought brand name Plan B, too. I didn't think she'd be cool with him coming back to the car with, like, Walgreens and brand morning after pills, or it's not time to try to save five bucks. <laughs> I, I watch her take it very closely. <laughs> bought, like, four different drinks, you know what I'm saying? Please lift up your tongue. Uh, <laughs> that's dumb. Thank you. I feel like I sound like a whore up here. Uh, I, I would actually like a girlfriend. I've been trying to take dating a little more seriously, trying to take stock in what, I, what I'm into in a woman. And one thing I decided I like confident women. Um, and let me say like confident guy guys in here, you like confident women? Couple. All right, one. Good. I feel like the opposite would be unhealthy, just like I'm really insecure or whatever. Fucking, I don't know. My last girlfriend came off pretty confident uh, at the beginning, but then the more and more we hang out, she would complain about herself a lot. She had a lot of different things she didn't like about herself physically, and that's fine. We're all insecure. I don't, uh, I don't wear shorts outside very often, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like when... You're complaining about yourself with someone you're dating and puts them in a position where they have to compliment that thing and all the time I just been fucking, I don't know, I love your pinky toes. What are you talking about? They're great. I don't know. She told me one that actually kind of changed the way I looked at her. She told me that she had always been self-conscious of her small forehead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing to have, to be honest, a small forehead. You hear a lot of big forehead talk and people say five head, never heard of three head. Um, but she said it, and it made me take a closer look, and it is a thing, actually, to have a small forehead, and, and she had it, and just, I don't know, eyebrows, a little bit of skin, hairline right there, and I hadn't noticed it for like a month, month and a half, and then after that, it's all I could notice the whole time we'd be talking, she fucking eyes her down here, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying my best, I don't know, shouldn't have brought it up. Another thing she would do, kind of a similar vein insecurity, she uh, she would, this dog is not distracting at all. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. She, she would compare herself to other women a lot. And, and I don't know, it's not necessarily healthy to compare yourself to other people in general. And live in LA, a lot of pretty people down there. And she'd ask me if I thought they were prettier than her and shit like that. And she, she was obsessed with the concept of an LA6 and she'd call herself an LA6 and she visited her mom one time in Fresno. She came back, she's like, I'm like a 10 in Fresno. Um, just like, yeah. <laughs> like we still live in Los Angeles, so that's <laughs> my frame of reference. But thank you for warning me about Fresno. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I even believe in that concept. You're a six here, you're a 10 here. I don't know if 
probably shouldn't be grading people on a one to ten scale, but if we're gonna do it, I don't think we should grade on a curve, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> you know, pretty people leave your town, you get bumped up a notch. Fucking I don't think it should be location specific. I don't look at a picture, it's like she's cute, where's this taken? <laughs> oh, she's a worldwide eight, and that's all good. I don't know. I have a date lined up for tomorrow night. Um, it's actually here in San Francisco. If anybody has a suggestion on where to take her, it's a little Tinder deal. And her uh, her tagline, she said, I like to be dominated. So I'm hoping to find a bar with a ping pong table. Because you know, I have an excellent serve. I think she'll be into that. I don't know. I don't... I don't always click with chicks or women sexually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> uh, I won't get into that right now. Uh, I I also work with kids, like like your host and a couple other people. I work as a substitute teacher. A little side hustle I got going on. Um, summertime. But I just completed my first year doing it. And I enjoyed the job. I think I did a pretty good job. I don't know. Comedy is a dream. That's the goal. But I also have a real passion for passing out worksheets. It's kind of one of my things that I like. You get to play the over at your projectors. I don't know if any of you get to help you with or not go to the bathroom at your jobs, but I enjoy having that type of power in my hands. It suits me nicely. Yeah. I, uh... Once in a while, get fancy, walk around, try to help kids with the worksheets, and try to get them not to cuss as much as they do, because they do that a lot, they like language. Um, and uh, I'm gonna tell you one word that was a tricky one for me last year. I wasn't quite sure how to handle it, and that was the N-word. And I'll explain, because it's a little quiet in here. Um, <laughs> I don't have trouble with it myself. I don't, I don't use it, I'm a white guy, those are the rules. And I'm cool with that. Uh, but I taught mostly in like South Central Watts areas and all my students were black or Latino. And with the black kids, I didn't really say anything. Cause again, I'm a white guy and just didn't really feel like it was my place. Uh, but I don't know what the rules are with Mexican kids. And they also say it. Um, pretty much every class I'd sub, there'd be a couple that would just be saying it a lot. Fucking not in a malicious hard R way or anything, but enough, could we just tone it down a little, please, so I can pretend like I don't hear it or something, fucking, I don't know, usually end up looking close to black at tone, just fucking, huh? <laughs> just like, I don't know what to tell you, I'm over here trying to play Fortnite. <laughs> All right, you let me know, thumbs up, thumbs down, okay, fucking, and that was that, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna hit you guys with the random one. Anybody here in a role playing? Like, not Dungeons and Dragons, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you were talking about it, there we go. Uh, no, I was, I was, uh, worried it was a growing trend. Two out of the last three girls I dated proposed we do a little role play situation, and, and the last one, she brought it up after I told her I had a long-term sub gig teaching eighth graders, and she got excited. She's like, ooh, I have a little schoolgirl outfit I could bring over. We could do, like, a student-teacher scenario. And I was just like, yeah, it's okay. I don't know. You can probably leave that at home if you'd like, because I don't know. I don't want to judge Mike or anybody else who's into role play, but that particular scenario, I just, I don't know. I like to keep like me shaping the minds of young teens and my weird sex shit very separate, personally. And 
get it for her maybe we've got a crush on some teacher maybe trying to live out that fantasy or whatever but my role in this whole play is that of pedophile and I don't know it just doesn't get me going I'm sorry sorry if you have a statutory rape fantasy um, I did end up going along with it because I'm a people pleaser and it's on a bit of a drought but I, uh, I tweaked it. I adjusted the situation so I felt more comfortable with it and I had her walk in the room and I was just like, hello class and welcome to your last day of graduate school. <laughs> uh, all been in school for 18 plus years. You're very mature. That was, a, that was a really short skirt, Denise. I can, no, I'm not slut shaming you. I would never. I'm dean of the women's studies department for Christ's <laughs> sakes. It's just... Kind of more of a hygiene issue. I don't think the janitors ever wash those seats. And um, yeah, clearly not wearing underwear. And I could see her vagina from here. And she wasn't in the mood after that. So that's how I got out of that one. Uh, you know, that's how I'm gonna get out of this set. Uh, that is it for me tonight. Thank you very much. One more time. Thank you for coming to supporting live comedy. My name is Matt Curry. One more time, your host, Mike. One more time for Matt Curry, everybody. It's my first time ever seeing him do a set. That was fucking hilarious. And uh, yeah, this is your cell phone. I will take it if you do not want it. No, just kidding. No, great job, man. I really, yeah, really fucking dope. Um, even up for the rest of the comedians too that were here tonight. Everybody was was really funny. Um, yeah, and that is the show. Um, as many jokes as you've heard about the movie, I, I actually uh, did help with the movie over the last five years. You actually go see it. It's a good-ass movie, uh, and it talks a lot about 97 now? Holy fuck. It was like 95 last week. That's uh, super awesome. Basically, it's one of my really good friends, Joe Talbot, who is uh, the director of the movie. He dropped out of high school, out of School of the Arts in like 10th grade. And um, ironically, in the film department, and he fucking ended up making a movie years later. The star of the movie, uh, Jimmy Fails, he grew up here in San Francisco as well. He was homeless, uh, a lot of foster homes um, that kicked out of his house a long time ago. Um, they came together and wrote the story about six years ago. And uh, through a lot of fundraising, a lot of just asking people like to support this story is realistic story that's happening to many people of color across the country it fucking happened it's super crazy uh danny glover's in the movie fucking brad pitt put money towards the movie fucking tashina arnold uh i don't know it's really crazy it's really inspiring because it's like these dudes definitely didn't have the money to make it what it meant to be but it's like if you believe in a story if you are creative in any type of way and if you're patient shit might work out for you so if you leave with anything leave with that go see the movie it's in theaters everywhere uh i'm in it for literally five seconds <laughs> literally five seconds i wear a red bow tie i portray the nation of islam in the movie um yeah and um yeah that bow tie right there a little creepy you went to my house and took my, my bow tie, miss. But uh, we'll talk about that after the show. All right. My name is Mike. Your name's not Mike. Have a good night, everybody.